Hello, hello. It's that time of the week, the sound of the start of your weekend, certainly the sound of the start of my weekend. It's the NTT20 betting show sponsored by Fanslide. I'm Ali Maxwell. On the line with me, as ever, George Ellick. George, I'm more excited about this weekend than any other weekend I can remember recently. Can't put my finger on why, but I just can't wait for it. Well, I'm really upset. Oh. I'm really sad. Okay. This is the last episode sponsored by Fanslide. Oh. And I can't, and I can't well, for the time being, let's say, never say never in this game. Um, but Fanslide have been surely one of our most successful partnerships on this podcast. They've been brilliant to have around. The great thing about it is that we... Obviously, you know, we're never going to ask you guys, the listeners, um, for cash, but it's good to get paid for this stuff, given that it's our jobs. Uh, but in Fanside, I feel like we've really brought to you a product that you've all really enjoyed. The people playing have got in touch with us consistently saying how much they've enjoyed playing. We've loved playing alongside you on a Friday night as well. And I guess it's fitting that it is a really, really mouthwateringly big tie mm. between Brentford and QPR that we'll be playing our last sponsored Fanside game on on Friday night for the time being. Never say never in this game. But the great news is, and I was only sad for a little bit, is that the great men over at Fireslide have put up a bumper, a bumper pot of money, a, bounty. a bumper, a bumper pot of gold for Friday night's game. It's been free entry, a hundred pound prize pot. It's still free entry. 250 squirrels wow. up for grabs on Friday night. The winner wow. gets 70 quid. Do download the app. This is the last time we're going to be telling you to do so for the time being. Never say never in this game. Um, but do do download the app uh, and play alongside us. We'll talk, tell you a little bit more about it when we preview the game later on. I mean, the funny thing is, is that we're making a big deal out of the end of the sponsorship, but it's only the beginning of the fan slide journey that those guys have got big plans and I can't wait to see how it develops. And I've absolutely no doubt that if you scroll down the leaderboard over the next few weeks, months and years, every now and again, you will stumble across a, uh, a George Alec or a Max Wass, which is my username. And we look forward <laughs> to seeing you on there. A bumper bounty of £250 up for grabs this Friday for Brentford against QPR. Download Fanslide and try it if you haven't. Join us if you're a regular. We cannot wait to be a part of it. See you in the chat. Anyway, this is The Betting Show. We're going to talk about the EFL weekend. It's a, a full docket of championship games, just three in League One and two in League Two. No interest in the FA Cup in punting terms this weekend, I'm afraid. This podcast is for over-18s only. We ask that everyone listening is over 18 and is gamble-aware. There are significant risks that come with placing a bet. We want you to understand them, and if you don't, head to BeGambleAware.org in order to do so. We ask that no one bets more than they can afford to lose. Last week, well, it was a pretty miserable week for us on, on this pod. Um, not going to dwell on it too much. Just Norwich winning for me out of all of my picks. Forrest Green letting me down for the nap. For the third week in a row, George Ellick napped up. A draw, no bet. Pick. Yes. And Morecambe duly converted with a draw. No bet. Mm. Um, I can't wait to see what comes this weekend. And nothing good came from our picks of Lincoln, MK Dons, or Charlton, all the bonus picks as well. So uh, our apologies if anyone followed. That was a very, very subpar week for us on this podcast. Hopefully better this weekend. Let's see Maybe. how we go. But we can't promise it, but we will, we will <laughs> head with hope in our hearts and uh, wind in our sails as we head into the weekend. George Ellick, what is your best bet? What is your nap ahead of the EFL weekend? Just on last week, um, <laughs> I thought I'd kind of got away with one with Morecambe scoring very, very late on at Scunthorpe to get the draw for the draw no bet 
And then I saw that there was an absolute stone wall penalty that should have been given to Morecambe in like the 96th minute. So we were we were robbed. We were absolutely robbed of a winner there. But at least it was nothing done. Um, in uh, yeah, in in my first bet of this weekend, it's another draw no bet pick. I am afraid, but I am pretty confident this is good value. It's Derby against Wickham. Um, we previewed it on the Totally Football League show Extra Time this morning, uh, which now feels like it was about 15 hours ago. Um, and Derby are the prohibitively short four to five favourites here. What? The draw is eleven. The draw is eleven to four. Wickham are fifteen to four. Now, with Wickham, we know what we're getting. They are going to look to restrict the opposition to as few chances as possible, and they probably won't create a great deal either. But will be very dangerous from set pieces. So. You know, they've drawn their last two games nil-nil against Brentford and Huddersfield, two far more proficient attacking sides in this derby one. But, you know, nil-nil is quite clearly a runner. I think goals will be at a premium. I think we've got to put John Bet in because nil-nil and one will have to be fairly likely results. We want to make sure we don't have them on side, but at least we, we won't lose our money if that happens. So it's about nine to four, Wickham, draw no bet. And I think this... I think this might be one of the best bets of the season so far, you know. Um, like Derby are, are rubbish, basically. Like they were, they were the only sticking point in my head is that they were improved last Saturday against Bristol City. But then Bristol City haven't been particularly good for a long time now. And Borough showed how a good defence can easily stifle this Derby side. And Wickham have proven now, I mean, it was, it was a bad start to the season, but against both Brentford, who... You know, this is Brentford we're talking about here. Look at the attacking quality that Brentford have on their side, whether it's Tony, Bomo, De Silva, Canos, whoever you want. Like they are, you know, they're they're rich in terms of, of attacking flair and, and ability. They couldn't create a great deal against Wickham. Huddersfield, who've been conceding goals for fun this season, but scoring them as well with uh, with Corbrand's style of football, again, created very little against Wickham. This is a Derby side who, game on game, cannot create chances from open play. I can't see how Derby are so short. Like it has to be, they have to improve their performance so far in terms of what they're doing going forward to break down a Wickham side who are so good and so adept at holding their defensive shape. Like even in that Sheffield Wednesday game a, a, a few weeks ago when they were holding on in the second half, Wednesday had all the ball but created basically nothing. Um, I think this is huge. I, I think that, it, there isn't too much between these two teams. If anything, I think Wickham are probably the, the stronger in their current guise given the current form that they're in. I'm not saying that they'll necessarily finish the league higher up, but they are in, you know, they're in the form of the season so far and they are massively outperforming where they should be again. Whereas Derby are at the other end of the spectrum here. Um, yeah, well, last night was miserable for them. Wickham have also come into this with just kind of nothing to lose and we'll be able to be able to play with that. Um, they'll relish this. Whereas for, for Derby, it's a massive banana skin. I'm all over Wickham, all over Wickham, draw no bet. Nine to four, a bit of five to two out there as well, but nine to four market price. Fast forward to five PM on Saturday. The EFL scores: <laughs> Derby County nil, Wickham Wanderers nil. Lovely. George Ellick has his stake returned to him for his nap. We've banked another one. Cheers, James Alexander <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> uh, my nap is Bournemouth to beat Rotherham in the Championship uh, this weekend. It's certainly not as bold, certainly not as exciting as many, but I must admit. I was surprised to see that uh, you can get 1.9 available on Bournemouth to beat Rotherham. That's with 365 best price. And that's what I'm gobbling up at this stage. As is often the case with my picks, it's, 
it's probably more to do with the opposition of the team that I'm backing. Although Bournemouth have looked incredibly impressive in the last few games, winning three in a row, having switched to a system that allows them to get one more attacking player on the pitch and having got Solanke backed up by Stanislas, Brooks and Dan Juma, teams have found it very, very difficult to deal with them and defensively they've looked okay as well, pretty good in general. Rotherham are an interesting one. We've got a lot of time for Rotherham and there are plenty of games in which I would probably back Rotherham, um, dependent on the price, against teams above them in the table, but this isn't one of them. They really struggled in midweek with the quality, especially of Bright or say Samuel, um, but the QPR front line, which is of... No offence, especially to Osei Samuel, whose individual goal was absolutely brilliant, and Chair, who got one as well after a couple of deflections, but simply don't have the consistent quality of, of the, a Bournemouth front four. Um, I mean, it's a bit flippant to say that Solanke has England caps, but Solanke has England caps. Brooks, Wales international, Dan Juma has Holland caps as well. Um, these are really, really good players, and at the moment they're playing really, really well. Can Rotherham cope with all four of those? I'm not sure they can. I mean, that's not even factoring in Lerma, who's more of a goal threat than I ever thought he would be, and Lewis Cook at the base midfield, who's just dictating play. Not many teams can cope with them, and I don't think Rotherham can either. Paul Warren's been bemoaning recently the way that Rotherham have been starting games. He's been saying that in in the first half of matches, they've been poor. And he's he, he used the line that he thinks they're giving too much respect to the opposition. And that kind of surprised me because... It's almost the opposite of what I would expect Rotherham to play like. Like that part of their charm is that they don't have a huge amount of respect for the opposition, I thought, and that they would play, you know, with great intensity from the start and with quality from the start. And if anything, at the start of the season, I thought the sort of main theme of Rotherham games was they would play really well in the first half and they would drop off. There was a period where they conceded late goals for three or four games in a row, and that's what was holding them back. So to hear Warren now say that it's the first half performances holding them back, that's actually more of a concern than you know than the late goals they were conceding, I suppose, in a weird way. Um, it, it just makes me think that Bournemouth are too strong. I'm sure that Rotherham will have periods where it will be uncomfortable for Bournemouth. They are just a very uncomfortable opponent um, for anyone, no matter how many good individual players you have. And I do like them as a team, but... Rotherham have lost seven of their 13 league games so far this season and those defeats have been the seven times they've played a team in the top half, uh, actually including QPR who are 13th. So if you take QPR in 13th and six other teams that Rotherham have played above QPR, they've lost all of those games. They've obviously got a much better record against those in and around them, which is why they're not in the relegation zone. But I think I think that Rotherham are too strong for them. Uh, sorry, Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth are too strong for Rotherham. And given some of the other prices around, um, I'm, I mean, Cardiff being shorter than Bournemouth to beat Luton than Bournemouth are to beat Rotherham. I'm, I'm just astounded by that. Derby as well, you've mentioned. So Bournemouth, 1.9 to beat Rotherham. That's my nap this weekend, praying for a better performance. George, what's next for you? Next for me is Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough mm. away at Huddersfield at 7-5. to five. I love this Middlesbrough side, basically. Mm -hmm. They are so good at stopping the opposition from scoring. It is almost ridiculous. It's almost too Warnock to be true. Obscene. Um, they then scored three goals against Derby in midweek, so showing kind of the side of, the, of their game that we hadn't necessarily seen so far and Huddersfield's home form you know I kind of think of Huddersfield as being like a team who may be underperforming a little bit who could improve the home form is is 
abysmal this season. They've played six games at home. They've been beaten by Norwich, Preston and Bristol City. They drew with Luton. The two sides they've beaten are Derby and Forest, both of whom they played at like an incredibly good time to play them. Um, you know, both the managers have since left the club since they played them, uh, which kind of tells you all that you need to know. And this is a borough side who, who I don't anticipate will have much of an issue keeping Huddersfield at bay. This tip comes alongside another tip, Ali, a bit of a bonus tip. Not only am I telling you to back Middlesbrough this weekend at seven to five, I'm also telling you to back Middlesbrough to win the league at thirty-three to one. Um, you can get three places, so a quarter of the odds each way. That is massive value. I would be, you know, I think we can be basically pretty assured that this season Middlesbrough are going to be a side that don't concede many goals. I think we can also see that the level of improvement that Neil Warnock is getting out of certain players is massive. That there's no real reason to think this is going to be a flash in the pan. If anything, I would say the points that Middlesbrough have dropped this season have been when they should have and could have picked up more. You look at the, the Tavernier penalty against Norwich a couple of weeks ago. You look at the opening game against Watford as well. The two, only two games they've lost, literally on a knife edge, could have gone either way. They're currently sitting in seventh place on 21 points, only six points off the lead. And we continue to say who were the best teams in this division. You can pick holes in so many of them. Norwich and Bournemouth are seemingly the two at the top end of the division. But I'm, I'm still convinced, certainly in Bournemouth's case, that there is a bad run around the corner. Too often for me, still not quite convincing, although, although I do agree with what you just said, they are improving. It could be Borough. And you look at where they are in the list of teams in order to win the division, around the likes of Bristol City, Blackburn, even Stoke. I think this Borough side is is well above them. And, and it's maybe sneakily one of the best teams in terms of, of, of picking up points it may not be you know, an attacking brand of football necessarily, but in terms of picking up points and keeping clean sheets, pragmatic stuff, I think they're right up there. Um, I don't think that price is going to hang around for long at all. And I don't think it's a particularly competitive market this year either. So uh, Borough to win and then also Borough winning the league. It's a long time since I tipped uh, selling points, isn't it? Back on opening in the betting show to start the season. Um, but here I am, Borough to win the league at 33-1 to 1 is the bonus selection for me as well. Well. Wow. Next up for me is a double chance play. And I sort of mentioned my distaste to Cardiff City's price being shorter than Bournemouth's price. And, well, I'm going to get on the other side of it. Luton or draw against Cardiff this weekend at 2.1 at odds against. Um, There's a lot of unhappy Cardiff fans at the moment. Um, We were tweeted by one earlier asking us, if we sack Neil Harris, who do you think we should get in? And I must admit, I was sort of like, oh, okay. Uh, Wow, I wasn't necessarily expecting to be fielding questions about Neil Harris getting sacked uh, anytime soon. I've seen a few uh, a few more Cardiff fan Twitter accounts tweeting about maybe it's time for a change and things have gone a bit stale. And it seems like a bit of a surprise, to be honest, given how good a job Neil Harris did last season. But it turns out mm. that, I mean, either there's just not a huge amount of credit in the bank or performances are just so miserable that fans are getting fed up. I mean, I, I know that there's always a, a section of the fan base that make a lot of noise anti uh, whoever the manager is during a bad spell. And I don't want to overreact to that, but it's just, it, it certainly caught my eye and it, and it, and it's made me just have a quick look at, at Cardiff and, and maybe slightly rejig how good I think they are. I mean, they've got 14 points from 13 games three wins, uh, a ton of draws, five draws and and five defeats. And it's not what we expected at all from them. Their defence is fine. Their attack is pretty stodgy. And it's not, it's just not great. It's not a great sign. And I think they're still being rated as if they are a playoff team. And I'm not sure 
apart from a big win against Barnsley a couple of weeks ago where I think Barnsley just put in their worst performance of the season. It was it was miserable and Cardiff's game plan was good and it worked. But aside from that, I mean, we're not looking at an impressive side. Um, they've only won one of their last eight games in the league. And I don't know how many of them you would say, yeah, they deserve to be on the winning side. They were unlucky or they were just on the wrong side of it. So, yeah, that caught my eye. And then I basically don't think they're better than Luton. I don't I don't think there's much between these two sides. So for them to be so short to beat uh, this Luton side and for me to be able to get on the draw and Luton at 2.1, uh, I just I couldn't resist. It's 22 games now that Nathan Jones has had, league games that is, uh, in his second spell at Luton after taking over during lockdown, steering them to survival. And they've only lost five of those 22. That's less than a quarter of their games they've lost. This was a team right at the bottom of the division when he took over. Now that is the, the first port of call, stop your team losing games, tick, that's done. Five defeats in 22, eight draws, nine wins. Away from home, better than they are at home. 10 away games mm. they've had under Jones since his return. Six wins in 10, two draws and just two defeats. There's something about the setup, the game plan and the execution of it that's made Luton Town away from home, you know, one of the toughest teams to beat in the division. They've had some poor performances this season in general. Against Brentford, they got thrashed 3-0. They were outclassed. Jones just said, look, we, we just couldn't handle them. They were too good for us. Against Millwall, they lost and they were terrible. You know, that, that, was, their, that was their wobble. Uh, this season but generally I think with Luton you can be really confident more so than a lot of teams that they will turn up and they will be well drilled and in almost every single game it'll be a tight affair it'll be on the margins and you just you know they've got a good character to the team so I'm really excited about this one it's it's, it's a I don't normally play double chance um, but yeah Luton will draw at 2.1 I dare say it's one you'd probably be draw no betting but I just think <laughs> I just think there's so many drawn games at the moment in the championship that I wouldn't be surprised if it is a nil nil or a 1-1 uh, and that'll be a winner if it is so I'm confident at the very least that Luton will avoid defeat uh, so 11 to 10 for them uh, double chance is, is very pleasant for me what's next <laughs> Next for me, into League One. There aren't many games in League One and League Two. I will not be having a game in Oxford versus Swindon because I will have <laughs> enough riding on that already. Uh, it's another game that's on Friday night. It's Fleetwood against Sunderland. And this is going to be quite quick. I am backing Fleetwood to continue their mm. really, really good form. Mm. Um, I think if you asked basically any Sunderland fan who they thought the most likely winner is of, of Friday night's game, I'm pretty sure the general consensus would not be Sunderland um, unless you're speaking to the kind of person who would always say Sunderland. And, and, you know, that's not necessarily the, the kind of best evidence to serve they shouldn't be, but it does kind of show where Sunderland are at the moment as a club. The, the faith in Phil Parkinson is low. They are basically treading water until uh, this desired takeover goes through. Phil Parkinson has no idea what's going on. I mean, he's, effectively treading water as well. And they're going up against the Fleetwood side who are just hitting their straps. You know, they are just hitting form at the moment. They won their last three league games at home, 1-0, 2-0 and 5-1 against Plymouth last time out at home. I mean, that is some decent form coming into this. It helps as well that these two played in the EFL trophy. Um, what was it? 16 days ago at Fleetwood, which they ran out, ran out 2-1 winners. I, You've got Lyndon Gooch being ruled out today for four weeks, who's basically been the only bright spark in Sunderland's season so far. I, I just think that the, the, the prices are the wrong way around. Um, you know, I have respect for Sunderland and the players, and even, you know, that they project pretty well in terms of the data. But it just feels to me like if this game has paid another three weeks and the, and the teams are continue on the way they are going, 
the prices would be the other way around and fleet would, would be six to four favorites so yeah it's a simple it's a simple win only just straight in with fleetwood um i think they're the more likely team to, to prevail i think a fair few sunderland fans would agree and i think probably most fleetwood fans would agree too Okay, and my last pick uh, before the bonus picks is a an anytime goal scorer pick in League Two, Owen Doyle of Bolton to score Doyle. to score anytime uh, against Southend this weekend. Bolton, as you'd expect, are very heavy favourites for this one. One point six five best price as we're recording. We spoke about them on the Monday pod as as just being a side that have visibly improved over the last month or so they've had a really good month of November drawing their first game and winning the next three and they you know they are just growing into Everett Ball whatever you want to call it um, <laughs> Matt Jilks has moved in in goal and has just settled everything down back there um, we're no longer talking about what Everett is saying in his post-match press conferences and that can only be a good thing and crucially for this bet Owen Doyle's enjoying himself a lot more as well. He's got three goals in his last five games. He scored against Salford. Uh, he scored against Stevenage. He didn't score against Scunthorpe in midweek. Um, but he's getting chances. They are starting to get him in positions to get good shots off. And, well, you don't need to cast your mind back very long to remember a time where Owen Doyle scored in, was it 11 games in a row? 12 games mm. in a row? Where he scored, I think... 28 league goals off the top of my head um, in a season, or certainly 25, something like that, in a truncated season. He's a brilliant finisher at this level, and he's he must be going into this game with a fair amount of confidence. Bolton themselves are going in with a lot of confidence. Uh, Southend may have got a win against Walsall a couple of weeks ago, and I was thrilled that they did get that win, but they've got five points from 13 games. That win came... Uh, in injury time after Wolves sort of missed a penalty after Mark Oxley had made a, a, a couple of really good saves. So, look, their, their general performance levels is still very low. They lost in midweek to Forest Green, albeit only 1-0. I, I, I always think with Southend there's a chance that they could crumble and Bolton could score a ton here. And Doyle is not their only goal-scoring option. Sarsovic is on penalties and breaks forward from midfield. Delfonso's got great mobility and he's got a couple this season as well. So I'm just going to keep... Uh, I'm just going to back him anytime, six to four. I think when you look at, you know, Brentford are a similar price uh, this weekend to beat QPR as Bolton are to beat South End. And Tony, you know, the best price you can get on him to score anytime is uh, 1.9. So there's just a big difference. I understand that Tony has scored more goals than Doyle this season, but just in general at their levels, I don't think there's a huge amount between them in terms of how good they are at scoring goals at the level that they're playing at. So I'm all in on Owen Doyle. I think that's a bit of value at six to four. Uh, anytime goal scorer for Bolton against Southend. Time for some Boni. Well, I've, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> you tell me. Do you have any? You don't have I, to. I, I've done mine already. So it's straight, straight into you. I've done my my bonus bet was was Barra to win the championship. Uh, that was that was thirty three to one, wasn't it? It was an integrated bet. Yeah. I've got a fifty to one. Uh, and it's uh, well it'd be good for you it'd be really good for you this it's Anthony Stewart of Wickham the centre-back to score first at 50-1 to against Derby I will copy and paste everything you said about this game I'm also expecting Wickham to make it very difficult for Derby I'm also gobsmacked at Derby's price to win this game and I'm also hoping that the thing that we know is most repeatable probably about Wickham's performances uh, is that the danger caused by Joe Jacobson set pieces. And uh, I think that Stewart, their centre-back, who trots up 
at any opportunity uh, is is a decent shout to get on the end of one. So if he does, I want to be on him at 50 to 1. I'll be taking the each way as well in case he scores any time. It's a third of the odds. Um, but yes, yeah, Stewart's my centre-back first goal scorer pick this weekend at 50 to 1 for Wickham against Derby. I also, I, I realised the other day, George, that the 1-1 scoreline is a massive thing in the championship this season. Um, and it might be one of these sort of just random statistical quirks, which is a, is a bit noisy and you probably shouldn't focus on. But I think there's a there's an extent to which it makes sense. So there's been there's been 28 one-all draws in the championship this season. The next most likely scoreline is a 1-0 home win. That's happened 20 times. So it, it's by far the most sort of likely scoreline um, that we've seen in the championship. And 18% compared to 10% in the Premier League, 10% in League 1 and 14% in League 2. So it is it is it is heightened. And I think it kind of makes sense because if I think of a a general, you know, like a general championship game, apart from the teams right at the top and the teams right at the bottom, there's probably not a ton between maybe 18 teams at the level. And what tends to happen in championship games, you know, just sort of I'm just kind of playing one out in my head right now is you very rarely get a team out of the mid-table lot who will dominate one game and just win comfortably by two or three. What you quite often get is a team have a very good first half and go in 1-0 up. And invariably, well, or, or often, I shouldn't say invariably, but often the other team come back out. And guess what? The team that's leading sit back a little bit and the team that, that is behind starts game to play state. a bit more. Game state. And I think there is something to it. So I'm trying to pick a 1-1 this weekend. There hasn't. There's only been one game week out of 13 that hasn't had a one-all draw in it. Um, and in the last few weeks, it's been crazy. I think there were three or four in midweek alone. So uh, it might be a random quirk. There might be some 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 sort of logic behind it, and I'm I'm going hunting. Uh, and <laughs> once you start looking for one ones, George, and once you look at the fixtures this weekend, you see them everywhere. So it was hard to it was hard to narrow it down. But I'm going to back Forest Swansea one all at six to one with Bet Victor. I think this could be um, exactly what I've talked about. If Forest start well and go ahead, I could see Swansea coming back into it. If Swansea start well and go ahead, um, I think that you know that they're, they're not at their most confident at the moment. Their last few performances, and I think Forest have got the players um, certainly to to get the momentum and come back into that game. Sheffield Wednesday one, Stoke one is the other one. So I'm going to put a half point on each. They're both six to one. Uh, I'll obviously make sure that I've got a penny on the double just in case that comes in <laughs> at uh, thirty six to one. So those are my bonuses. Which just leaves us, George, to talk about the Friday game between Brentford and QPR. We will be in at Sky. We'll be talking about a few players and a few managers, or just one manager, in the EFL on our Sky segment at 10.15pm. Please make sure you stay tuned for that. But we'll also be playing Fanslide alongside the game itself, which kicks off at 7.45. There's a £250 prize pot, which is remarkable. Free to play. It's for- 250 quid up for grabs. I am... Can't be good business. Sponsoring us and doing that. Are they mad? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? How do you think the game will play out? I'm interested to know. Uh, it's really difficult to say because Brentford are are, are now quite quickly becoming a, a, just a very good defensive side. I mean, that's not to say that I don't think we're going to see in times this season then blast teams away because they will be able to. But you know the days of, of BMW last season have been replaced by just kind of Mr. Mr. T up front. It's it's keeping teams at bay at the back and then and then using the most clinical goal scorer in, in the division um, and the kind of the team of, of 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 creators behind him to create not as many chances. You know, it's not as kind of gung ho attacking as we thought. With QPR, 
it's it's kind of still the same. They look to play, they look to get the ball forward. They've got really exciting players, but they are poor defensively. So it wouldn't surprise me to see QPR have much more of the ball than people may think. Having said that, I don't expect them necessarily to cause Brentford too many problems with that possession. And therefore my bet here, my tip, um, not fan side tip, just betting tip, is, is Brentford to win to nil. Um, it's about 15 to eight. I mean, they're, they're kind of heavily odds on to win the game four to seven, eight to 13. They are clearly the, the most likely winners. But I'm not convinced, even though, you know, I'm a big fan of, say, Samuel, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chair, um, even old big Lyndon Dykes putting his body around up top has, has given them an extra dimension to their attack. But this Brentford side is is kind of championship elite defense defensively. Um, and that is, I think, probably why they're going to be successful this season alongside the goals of Tony. I expect them to have too much on the day um, and think that, you know, adding that clean sheet bonus in there drifts the price out to a bigger to a bigger one. And so for fan slide, again, I think you know, choosing your time wisely as to when to get Tony in and uh, and making sure you maximise your clean sheet bonuses off Brentford could be the way to go. I like everything you've said. My selection for this was actually Brentford and over 2.5 and it's at 11 to 8. Go on, I mean, three notes. I like, yeah, that would be the absolute dream here. <laughs> I think that's because I think Brentford should win this game and... I think that QPR, unlike some of the teams that have made it hard for Brentford recently, Barnsley, Wickham, Middlesbrough, um, I, I don't think QPR have got the have got the the defensive like minerals to see it out. Like I just don't think they've got the I've, I don't think they've got the I don't think they've got the structure under Warburton to keep a clean sheet against Brentford. Basically, even though teams have done it recently, uh, so I think that bees could could cut loose. Um, and QPR, in fairness. What they are good at is, well, they've got individual players that can hurt Brentford. So even though I do think Brentford, you know, defensively are excellent, you know, I see I say Samuel beating three men and smashing one in the top corner in midweek, probably a goal that hasn't been, been mentioned enough or given enough praise. And I don't see why, you know, that there wouldn't be a couple of occasions in this game where QPR could could at least give Brentford a scare. So I think Bees will win. I think unlike most of their recent games, they haven't had one go over 2.5 for four games now. Um, but I think this one will, and I think that they'll win as well. So Brentford and over 2.5 at 11 to 8 is my selection for this game. And yeah, as you say, it's about timing, you know, with, with Fanslide, because you've only got players for 20 minutes, you do have to use, you know, if you think Brentford are going to win to nil, George, then the big question for you is when do you use QPR players and who do you use? And that's Correct. going to be really, really interesting. Do you think, well, maybe mm. the game will start slowly, so I'll try and nick a couple of early QPR clean sheets before Brentford warm up? I, I really don't know. And even how do you spread it across Brentford's main attacking threats, not just Tony, but Burmo as well? Those two have combined for a load of goals this season, so there's a chance that you could get the holy grail, the perfect fan slide goal, where you get the assister in your times two slot and the goal scorer in your times three slot, and you, you're surely in good nick to win from there. So uh, it's a fascinating one, and you know we're so grateful for uh, with Fanslide. We're so grateful for Fanslide mm. for their sponsorship uh, over the last month or six weeks or so. We've absolutely loved partnering with them and we're so thrilled that you guys who have tried the game and played the game have sent such positive feedback and how every time I play a game whether it's EFL or Premier League or England I see the same faces and I know that we've brought them to the game so it fills us with pride and joy we can't wait for Friday night I mean imagine the scenes if one of us gets in the uh, in the cash prizes places <laughs> with the, for the first time with a 250 quid pot that's what I'm going for um, and uh, George if if you could just finish off by recapping your picks and, yeah, then we'll so then, let, and then we'll let everyone go. 
The nap is Wickham, Jorno, Betts uh, away at Derby. And then also backing Borough to beat Huddersfield and Fleetwood to beat uh, Sunderland. Borough to win the championship is with a bonus bet. And Brentford to win to nil tomorrow evening for the fan slide sponsored bet. Lovely. My nap is Bournemouth at 1.9. Next best, Luton or draw. Double chance in that one at 2.1 against Cardiff. Owen Doyle, any time goal scorer for Bolton against Southend at 6-4. Best price with Skybet. The bonus is Anthony Stewart, Wickham versus Derby. First goal scorer, 50-1 each way. And I've got uh, a few small darts trying to chase the 1-1. I'm going 1-1 hunting with Forrest, Swansea and Sheffield Wednesday Stoke, both to be 1-1. They're both 6-1 on Bet Victor. And on the Friday night game, the Fanslide special, Brentford against QPR. Uh, I'm going for Brentford and over 2.5 goals at 11-8. That's been the sound of the start of your weekend, guys. The betting show. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope that you go well this weekend. Best of luck with any of your selections please feel free to tweet us at NTT20pod if you want to get in touch about anything. We look forward to hearing from you. Go out. We'll speak again on Monday.